Shalom Abrahu Rav Demesachas Kedushin Naflamin. Today's Daf discusses getting married by 20, what age to be married, getting married young, what age to give toichacha, and at what age is the child too old to be uh, receptive to toichacha. We discuss the mitzvah of a father to teach a son Torah, of a grandfather to teach Torah. We discuss the counting of the letters of the, of the Torah, where the middle letter is, the middle pasuk, the middle letter in pasuk of Tehillim. How one should keep his Torah sharp in his mind. Father and, and his son can fight in Torah and then walk away loving each other. We discuss how Torah is the antidote for the Yetzirah and how one fights as Yetzirah. And we elaborate which which mitzvahs women are chayev just like men. The Gemara begins by saying that Rav Chista was telling Rav Huna how great Rav Hamnuna is. He's an Adam Gadol. So Rav Huna says, okay, when Rav, when Rav Hamnuna shows up, I would love to meet him. Taka, Rav Hamnuna came and he brought him to meet Rav Huna. But Rav Huna was shocked that he didn't have a head covering. He wasn't married. They explained that he wasn't married and therefore he didn't have the traditional head covering of a married man. Avuna was uh, turned his face away. He wasn't uh, happy that he wasn't married. He said, don't, I don't want to see your face until you're married. This is Avuna Lishita. So he says that if someone is 20 and still hasn't married, he lives every day in sin. Not actually sin, explains the Gemara, but with Hirhure Avera. Rava says, it's also a ton of debate, Rabbi Yishmael, that until the age of 20, the Rabbanish Shalom sits and waits for a man to get married. And once he hits 20 and he hasn't married, he says that his bones should rot. Next, Rav Chista says that I'm greater than my friends. It's brought down that as Rav Nachman, who had daughters who were doing kishuf, putting their hands in pots without uh, getting burnt. He said, I'm greater than my friends because I got married when I was 16. And you know what? If I would have gotten married when I was 14, I would be able to tell the Satan arrows to your eyes. I would have easily overcome the Sahara. Next, Rava tells Rav Nosan Bar Ami that you can keep your hand on your son's neck, meaning giving him Musr and guiding him from 16 Till the age of 22, some say it's from 18 to 24, is based on a Machlekes Tanoim of the Pasuk Kanuich Lenar Al Pidarke, where Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia disagree. One says that the age of Chinuch is from 16 to 22, and one says it's from 18 to 24. Now, at what is the extent that one is Chayev to teach his son Torah? The Gemara answers from Rabbi Yehuda Marshmoel that just like Zevulun Ben Don. His grandfather taught him Mikra Mishnah Talmud Halochis and Hagodos and Agodos. The Gemara asks, "Hold on." He said, "Teaching that the chi of, of the father to the son is Mikra. Mikra is Torah. So why are you saying that Rachayev to teach all these other parts of the Torah?" And the Gemara says, "Well, like Zvulim Ben Don, but not exactly like Zvulim Ben Don, because Zvulim Ben Don, um, we should teach like him in that his grandfather taught him Torah, but not exactly like him in that he taught even beyond Mikra, beyond Torah. He also taught Mishnah, Talmud Allah Chazakadis, and the actual, the, the core chiv is only Mikra Torah. 
How do we know that a grandfather also has the chiyuv? We learn in a brayso that from the pasuk which should exclude bnei bneichem grandchildren. But the pasuk of tells us that anyone who teaches his son Torah, it's as if he taught him and his son and his grandchildren, great grandchildren for all generations. But not that there's a chiyuv on the grandfather. Who says that the grandfather will be chayiv? Well, the one who holds that there is a chiv on the grandfather, he learns like the Bryce that I learned from the Pasuk of the Mantatamasam that it includes even grandchildren. Because the Pasuk of Yadata Levanecha Vilivnevanecha means grandchildren, and Benechem is just excluding Binoisechem daughters. The chiv is only to teach sons. But Oisemes Benechem is including grandchildren. Next, Rabbi Shumalevi says that anyone who teaches his son, his grandson, rather, Torah, is, the Torah considers it as if he was Mechabel, this Torah, from Har Sinai, because the Apostle says, And right afterwards it says, At Har Sinai. Rav he found Rav Levi, who had his hat, like, thrown on haphazardly, and he was bringing his kid to the shul to go learn Torah. So he says, What's with your hat? Why did you throw it on so quickly? Get dressed like a bench. So... Shuman Levi says, Is it a small thing to you to bring your children to, to, to teach your t- children Torah? It says right next, next to that in the Torah, After this interaction, would not eat his breakfast, his umsa, his meat, until his child, the children, would come home from Cheder and he would uh, learn what they learned and add something to it. And Rabbi Barav, who no, he wouldn't have his breakfast until he brought his kid to the base medrash. Next, Rav Safra says in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya, what does the Pasuk Vishinantam Levonecha teach me? Well, instead of reading a Vishinantam, we learn it as Vishilashtem, that one should take his Torah and divide it into Sholosh, into three sections a third in Mikra, a third in Mishnah, and a third in Talmud. I. How can I divide up my life into thirds? I don't know exactly when the next third is coming. I don't know how long I'm going to live. The Gemara answers, yeah, divide up your day. Rashi learns the divide up the days of your week, while Taisus learns the divide up the day itself. In fact, this Taisus over here, Leitzrich also says that that's where we learn uh, Gemara Talmud Bavli because it has all of Mikra Mishnah and Talmud mixed in. Next, the Gemara tells us that the Rishonim were called Soifrim because they would be so, mis, mis, misbar. They would count the letters in the Torah. They would say that the Vav in the word uh, Gichoin, in Gichoin uh, Chetzin, that was the halfway point in, of all the letters in the Torah. And that Vav in the Pesach Gichoin, Yuralev Mem Beis. The word Dorash, Yud Tes Zayin, that's the middle letter of the Torah. Is the halfway, midway point of all the psukim in the Torah. In Tehillim, contains the middle letter in Yarchsemino, Chazir Miyar, the ayin in Miyar is the middle letter, and Vehurach Mechabra Avoin is the mid posuk of Tehillim. In Ein Ches Lamed Ches.
Rav Yosef asks this Vav in Gichon, you say, is the uh, dividing middle point of the Torah, but which side of the Torah is it on? Is it on, is the last letter of the first half or the first letter of the second half? So they thought to bring a Sefer Torah and just count and see where it lands. Like uh, Rabbi Barachana says that they, they wouldn't leave until they brought out a Sefer Torah and actually counted it out. But the problem, Rav Yosef says, is that we're not a Bekiyam in Chaseris via Seiris. What's missing? What's added? There are certain letters. It doesn't change the meaning, but we don't. But the the counting of the letters, we don't have an exact misayra, and we're not bekiyin in what that misayra is. So new Rav Yosef asks this pasuk of his galeach. Where in the midway is it? The the last pasuk of the first half or the first pasuk of the second half? Abaye answers. Why are you asking? You think we could count the psukim? We're not became in the psukim either. Because when Rav Achabar Ado came from Eretz Israel, he said over there in the West, they divide up the pasuk of Ayoyim Rashi Mamoishe and Enoichi Boelecha Beavhe Onon. It goes on. Rav Yishma Om Bedabri Yemach Vegamachomei Aminu Lo Elam Yagid Moishe Zerom El Hashem. In our Torah, it's one pasuk, but he said in Eretz Yisrael we divide that into three, so we can't even know which one is the middle pasuk. Next, the Gemara tells us there are five thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight psukim in the Torah. Tehillim has eight more, and Devarim has eight less. Next, the Gemara learns from the pasuk Vishinantom. Which teaches us, teaches us like the like teeth are sharp. That the the divertorio should be sharp in our mouth. That if what does it mean to be sharp in the mouth? If someone were to ask you something in Tyra, you shouldn't need to stutter to respond. You should be able to answer immediately based on the pasuk emor lachachma achuisiat. We should be a bucky in Tyra, like we know that a sister is also. Or maybe from the second half of the pasuk, Rashi says, says that we should know the Torah. The pasuk also says, Write it on your heart. The Baidichavir says, if you, have, if you hear some Torah that you're not ready to hear yet, put it on your heart so when your heart softens and opens up, it'll fall in. Pazak also says, Like arrows in the mighty. So, so to are the children, the trajectory that you set yourself on when you're younger will decide where your arrow will land. The Pazak also says, And it says, the arrows, Shinunim Amim Tachtecho Yiplu. And he says, Ashwagavashir Molay as Ashposoy Mayhem. He fills up his sheath with them. Loyavoyishu, Kedabru as Oyvin Bashar, referring to military concepts because of the battle of Torah. What does it mean that you're going to be speaking with your enemies, Bashar, in the gates of Chia Baraba says, even a father and a son, or a Ravana Talmud, when they're learning Torah. In one gate, in one area of Torah, while they're learning, they can be brutal enemies. They can be mamish, hating each other and learning. But they do not leave that place until they are oyhavim. They love each other. Based on the, because the pasuk of Esavohi Vesufa, like the wind by the sea, we read it as Ahavoyish Besoifa. They will be love in the end. 
we have a journal of someone who saw the Mir Yeshiva Bochum on the train to Shanghai. And he says it was, the, it was one of the most perplexing scenes that he ever experienced. These children, these teenagers, these Bochum would open up these books and scream at each other furiously, angrily, like they were bitter enemies. They would close the books and they would hug and they were, they were best friends in the world. It was miraculous. Next, the Gemara learns from the Postdoc of the Samtom that the Torah is a Samtom, a complete medicine, a potion, no side effects. The Torah is, is like a Samhachayim. It's like a person who hits his son, a tremendous wallop, and then he gives him a bandage. He, he covers up the wound and he says, My son, you leave this bandage on the wound you could eat what you want you could drink what you want you could take a bath in hot or cold you have nothing to worry about but if you take it off then this wound will get infected it'll get worse HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the same thing to us the Nimshal is he tells Kala Yisrael I created a Yetzer Hara but I created a Torah which is its spice its cure if you involve yourself in Torah then you won't be given over to it. But if you're not involved in Torah, then you will be given over to it. He's just waiting by the door to pounce. Not only that, he's going to give all of his attention to you, to the one guy who is not involved in Torah, who's not doing the daf. But the Bernie tells us, if you want, if this is your Ratzon, you can rule over him. Like the Pesach says, Ve'ato Timshol Boy. Next, the Gemara tells us that the Yitzhah is so schwer, it's so, he's so tough, that even the creator of the Yitzhah, the Bernie himself, calls him Ra. It's a really, really, really tough challenge. Obviously, the Baruch Shalom created the Yitzhahara as our coach to uh, beat us into becoming greater and bigger people and keep adding weight and keep challenging us. But it hurts. You know, we get Charlie hurt sometimes. Rav Yitzchak says that the Yitzhahara of a person becomes renewed every single day. He has no shortage of Ideas like the Pasuk says, Rak Rakol Hayoim every day. And if Shumalevi says that the Yetzirah of a person gets reinvigorated, re strengthened every day and wants to kill us, like the Pasuk says, So if not for that Kodesh Baruch Hu helping us, we wouldn't be able to survive the Yetzirah because the Pasuk says, The Tanit Beirish Mal says, My son, if this maneuver Yitzhahara meets up with you, drag him into the base madrash. If he's a stone, it will melt. If he's iron, it will explode. Like the Pasuk says, So if he's a stone, then he'll melt like the Pasuk says, I have a cold summer, and it says, Avonim, Shochakumayim. They're going to wear down the stones. Now, we discussed uh, a father marrying off, 
his daughter and the father's obligation. What's the source for that? The Pasuk says, Now a son, you could give over to marry, but a daughter, how is it up to him which boy marries his daughter? The Gemara says, yeah, you can give her nice clothing to wear and a nice dowry so that the men will come pounce on her. The chiyuv of the father is also to teach his son a trade. What's the source of this? Chizki says from the pasuk, chayim im isha asher oiheves chayim. We're assuming is an umnes, a trade, a way to make a living. Now, whatever isha is referring to here, if it's actually a woman, then yeah, just like his chayiv, the father's chayiv to marry off his daughter. He's also chayiv to teach him his daughter, his, his son a trade. And if isha here refers to Torah. Just like he's chayev to teach his son Torah, he's also chayev to teach him a trade. Some say that there's also a chiyuv for the father to teach his son to swim, because that is his chiyus, to be able to swim through life, to be able to stay afloat. Rabbi Yehuda said in our Mishnah, then anyone who doesn't teach his son a trade is like he's teaching him uh, to be a uh, listus, uh, like a bandit. It means uh, to act it's as if he taught him to act like a man. It says, Gemara sounds like, what's Rav Yehuda adding? And he explains that the difference between Rav Yehuda and Tanakama is if someone teaches his son a trade, so he's Makayim that, according to Tanakama, but if the trade is based on the economy, and there's sometimes when the economy or the world situation is going to go sour, and then his business, which his father taught him, isn't keeping him afloat, then he'll still be malamed listos. I'll act crookedly to be able to make ends meet. Now he said that whatever the mitzvah the father has, al ben woman have it too. The Gemara says, hold on a second. You're saying every mitzvah the father has in the son, what does that mean? A, 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 a wife, the mother, doesn't have the same chiyuvim for her children that a father does. The father is chayiv to mal his son and to do pedin ben, not the mother. So Yehuda explains what it means when it says kol av al ben means every mitzvah that the son has pertaining to his father. So women also have that chiyuv to their father. And we have a, a Mishnah that backs us up when the Pasuk says, Ish, Ish, Ima, Vav, Tiro. I don't know that that includes even an Isha. That's what the Pasuk says, Tiro, plural, include not just an Ish, but also an Isha. Well, so what is Ish, ish excluding? It's saying that the man is the Chiv no matter what. But the wife has the ability and the mindset to be able to show Yira, take care of her father and mother, then yes, but if not, because the rishus of her husband is in her hands, then she's not chayev, and her husband would take precedence over her parents. Marav says that if she were to get divorced, then in Echanami, she would have the same responsibilities in Ishima as a man would. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.